Hello and welcome to The Stinger, a super fan's guide to the latest in Marvel, Star Wars, and other nerd entertainment. Joining me on today's episode, your two favorite co-hosts, Trent Neely and Joseph Sneed. They've come to cleanse themselves for their transgressions. How are we doing, guys? This is the way. We're here to talk some uh, beautiful Mandalorian stuff, and it's going to be a fun time. This is the way. This is the way. It's been so long. It's been so long since we've said those words or like heard them on screen in a meaningful way. It's kind of. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess the children of the the watcher Anabaptists. So. <laughs> Not sure how many of the viewers are going to get that one. <laughs> Deep cut references. Um, I. It's kind of it's kind of wild that it has been like two and a half years or whatever since since mm-hmm. we last talked about the Mandalorian. We'll we'll get to that later. But um, as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Um, you can leave a rate and review. Please leave a rate and review. And then you can go follow us on social media at the Stinger Pod. Go follow us on Instagram, especially. Go join the Stinger community on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're trying to get more polls out there, guys. Try, trying to hear your thoughts on what we should talk about next. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually sprinkle in a little bit here. You, as you heard a couple of weeks ago, we did a little side episode for you, the protagonist. We we did a little character study on Ant Man. Well, there's a lot of big blockbuster movies coming coming out this summer. We got we got Spider Man across the Spider Verse. We got the Flash. We got Fast X, or uh, what's the what's the Japanese title uh, for that one, uh, Joseph? Oh shoot! I forgot it. Now. It's like Wild uh, Speed something. Yeah, Wild Wild Speed. Best one was like Wild Speed Mega Max. <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah. Wild Speed Mega Max coming out this summer, and we got Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. So, with that, we thought it would be a great opportunity to rewatch some of the movies in those respective franchises in lead up to those uh, those new releases coming out. So. We'd love to hear your feedback. We put out some polls earlier this week, but if you didn't get a chance to vote, uh, leave a leave a comment on Instagram or there's there's questions on on Spotify at least. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify, um, maybe leave us some feedback on what franchise you most want to see covered in a potential rewatch. Guys, what if 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 y'all had to cast a vote on what you most would want to rewatch for the podcast? What what would it be? I mean, we. I think we talked about Indiana Jones, man. Like, yeah. Indy's coming back, and those movies are so much fun, and I feel like we can talk about so much between the action set pieces and just the craziness of those stories that that, that would be fun to dive back into. Yeah, I'm going to say Indiana Jones also. I'm curious to see if I still think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is bad, because I don't think I've watched that movie in, like, at least 10 years. I'm cu- I'm curious what I would think too. Like I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I was so excited that aliens were in Indiana Jones, and I was just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then I like got older and realized, like, "Oh man, that that people didn't like that movie. That's sad." Yeah, because I think I've watched all of them back through, you know, in the last few years, except for that. Yeah, I it's been so long since I've rewatched Indiana Jones. So that's I I, I would want to say that myself as well. Honestly, just to like dive back into it but also i'm not gonna lie there's a part of me that really wants to even though i've literally only seen one of the movies that really wants to choose a random fast and furious movie to rewatch on this podcast oh i mean if we're gonna talk about one it has to be fast five i knew it you were gonna say to, it i think that's it that's uh mega max i think that is, i think that is <laughs> mega max and it's the one that people objectively uh, view as like the good one so all right well there you go we might we, we might be hitting that uh soon on the podcast so all right that's uh that's enough housekeeping items guys there is only one thing left and that is to discuss season three episode one of the mandalorian so as we always do let's slip on our jedi robes let's enter the council chamber and let's start our discussion right here, guys. Um, chapter 17, The Apostate, directed by Rick 
Famuyiwa. I'm really hoping I pronounced that correctly. I, th- I think that's close. I, I forgive me for uh, for potentially butchering that name. And then John Favreau, the writer, and uh, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that the Mandalorian is back in our lives. Um, first, I just want to hear y'all's immediate thoughts on this season premiere of the Mandalorian. So I liked this episode. Okay, like I'm, I'm not hating. <laughs> I liked the. Uh-oh. I I liked this episode. However, it did feel to me like, may, and maybe this was made way after Andor, but like it felt to me a little bit like, hey, like we know that Andor was very like dark and gritty and grounded, and like this is back to like the the Star Wars that we know from kids. Like there's aliens and fun stuff and a baby Yoda, mm. and so to me this episode didn't didn't grab me a lot plot wise but it was it was more it felt like it was just trying to be like the tone palette cleanser of like this is the vibe of star wars we're getting back into guys for the next couple weeks and i had a fun time with that but i admit i was a little bummed out that the narrative wasn't as jumping off the gate as i maybe would have liked well as we went through season two of the mandalorian i had a measuring stick that i used (laughs) for for every episode over time, even the episode that I said surpassed this episode, I think has fallen behind it. So wow! I mean, I, I'm going to say my my favorite moment of the Mandalorian is still Luke coming in, but the standard is the Marshal, <laughs> and I'm bringing it back. This episode was not as good as the Marshal. <laughs> How could it be? I mean, I'm kind of with Trent on this one. Like, yeah, this was fine. It was cool to kind of get back into the universe. That uh, N1 Starfighter he's got, though, is bad mamma jamma right there. It is, man. Taking out giant space alligator. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this this episode was fine. And I I like what you guys were saying about it's a palate cleanser. It's like, no, we want to have fun in Star Wars, too. (laughs) So... Yeah, I feel very similar to you two on this one. It was, it had, it recaptured the magic for me. And to mm-hmm. me, that's what matters the most is, um, you know, the Mandalorian is special. It really, it really holds a special place in my heart. And if it's able to, if it's able to like expand the mythology of Star Wars and then do small little things to capture the magic, then I'm, then I'm overall, I'm happy. So I'm overall, I'm happy with this episode, but I do think I have some concerns about, the way they they started out telling the story and we'll we'll get to those later but first i want to take a step back and you know i first let me just i let me take a step back to like two and a half years ago before this little podcast existed i was like you know uh fresh out of college trying to like get a little side podcast going on i'm covering like sports and stuff and then i'm like you know what i love the mandalorian you know what? I know I know my good friend Joseph Sneed also loves Star Wars. So I'm like, yo, Joseph, you wanna recap Mando episodes with me on my podcast? And that was that was like the, the genesis of, of uh of essentially what we're doing here. So Joseph, it's kinda crazy that we're back talking about the Mandalorian all these years later. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh it's funny, whenever I mention to people that I have a podcast with with one of my friends, I'm like, yeah, we were like cool with each other when we were at tech, but I think we're a lot better friends now that we're out of school, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun getting back to our roots. You know, this, this and Lord of the Rings are really my bread and butter over, over everything else. You yeah. know, I oh, like yeah. the Marvel movies. I have a love hate relationship with DC, but Star Wars and Lord of the Rings is where it's at for me. So actually getting getting back into, you know, some of the best Star Wars that we've had in the last 10 years is a lot of fun. It really is. I just like, I don't know. It just brings such a smile to my face and just a warm feeling inside that like, I get to hop on the podcast with you guys and talk about it. This is like, I, I, I sincerely mean that. This is uh, those starting out, doing season two with you joseph was so much fun i remember doing that and thinking like oh my gosh wait this is like i i enjoy recapping television shows like like that i really love more than i thought i did and then now trent you are you are 
have such a seat of authority on the on the podcast now and so just like this is just so fun um and i will i'll kick it over to you trent what is your attachment to the mandalorian in terms of like how you reacted to it when it first came out versus how you feel about it now two seasons in yeah, so, like, when the show's announced, I'm like, oh, Jon Favreau, the guy who directed Iron Man? Like, the guy who kicked off the MCU's doing Star Wars? Like, I gotta check this out. And so, first season happens, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, having a great time, like, from the jump. Like, I'm just like, each episode is pretty much a banger. There's the one episode I don't like in season one. Sorry, Dave Filoni. It's the Tatooine <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. But I think everything else in that first season's pretty dang, like, awesome. And so, season two comes around. And I'm like, oh, like, yes, Mando's back. It's going to be great. Um, And we got some great stuff in that second season. Ahsoka came back. And then we had, like, Boba Fett. And then for the finale, like, Luke Skywalker. Like, Luke Skywalker in his prime (laughs) came back, guys. Like, I can't even tell you, like, the feeling of watching that moment for the first time. Unreal. Uh, it, it It was incredible. That said, I do think... Season two of The Mandalorian has gotten interesting as I've looked back on it, because I do think it contains two episodes that are both great, but sort of represent the two versions of the show, if you will. I think The Marshall is like, I agree with you, Joseph, like the best episode of what I love about the show, where it's this like Western and it like it's definitely in the world of Star Wars with like the sand people and the dragon thing, but it's definitely its own thing. And then my other favorite episode from season two was the one with Ahsoka, because it's all samurai influenced but i do i do sort of get the the criticism that we saw at the time and sort of are seeing more since season two aired of like it got a little too star wars connected for some people and a little bit too referential to to you know luke and ahsoka and all this other stuff and while it didn't like hurt it for me i do think i i prefer the more mando centric storylines so that's sort of how my Hmm. relationship has sort of evolved with the show over over the past couple of years overall though huge fan joseph how about you yeah i mean when the mandalorian came out i was kind of like okay you know we're we're in the midst of um let's see it was in the midst of the build-up to episode nine oh. back before we knew yeah <laughs> back before we knew about that what a blissful time <laughs> Yeah, because they both came out the same year. It was yep. 2019 when they started. And um, something actually, I'm going to interrupt real quick because I remembered this. Do y'all remember how they actually connected Mando season one with the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, because they introduced the force healing thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. I thought that was so cool when it happened. I, cu- I couldn't believe that they actually connected it. So, sorry, continue, Joseph. Yeah, but I mean, the first season came out, and first I was like, okay, let's. Let's kind of see how this goes. And I was like, Bounty Hunter show sounds kind of cool. And then you get swerved at the end of the first episode. You're like, wait a second. Is that a, is that a baby <laughs> version of Yoda? Yeah. What the heck is going on? And then it kind of switches and he still does some bounty hunting stuff, but you're watching it and you're like, wait a second. There's, there's X-Wings around here. Cause I love X-Wings, you know? Mm-hmm. And it all kind of comes full circle. You're like, this show is something different. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, we've had the Clone Wars and Rebels up to that point. And I think Resistance was coming out, but that show's terrible. So, um, so it was like, wait a second, Star Wars doesn't have to be a movie. <laughs> and you're watching this really long, you know, quote, really long series of eight episodes. And you're like, this is this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, season two comes out, and season two was like backdoor pilot the season because you have like the Ahsoka episode, you have the Boba episodes. <laughs> Bo-Katan comes around. You know they were they were kind of trying to do a, a Cara Dune show, probably with Rangers of the New Republic, and we can talk about how they got rid of Cara Dune later. <laughs> the but, sh- the um, show talked about it. Yeah, I was actually kind of shocked that they did, but it seemed like there were so many different uh, let's get some spinoffs going yeah. episodes. And then, but she still had the main kind of storyline of trying to find the Jedi. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Mandalorian was a lot of fun. It kind of, after episode nine, it kind of brought me back 
into the fold and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just like forget about the sequels, but this is pretty good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's been, I think the show as a whole has been a good palate cleanser for just like all of the bad Star Wars <laughs> that's come out recently. Cause I mean, not all of it is good. A lot of, a lot of it's pretty good. Like Andor is amazing. Kenobi was 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 fine. It did what it needed to do. Um, but episode nine was garbage. I personally, and I think I disagree with at least Trent on this. I personally did not like the Han Solo movie. Um, so, you know, Boba Fett was kind of middling a little bit, but then the Mandalorian comes back and like, okay, it's go time again. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Mandalorian is very, like, very high, highly esteemed in my mind. I I know I know Andor is the best Star Wars show ever created. I firmly believe that. However, I think that Mando still is kind of the gold standard. Because I, I know y'all have both talked about how this show kind of seesaws between this like bounty hunter uh mission of the day show to a all-encompassing star wars show to me i i personally kind of like that i i actually like that it's able to switch basically like switch from one to the other at a moment's notice i i just think after the sequel trilogy and after some of the anthology films and stuff it's like it's like look at this look like Look at what the Mandalorian is doing. It is building a connective narrative throughout multiple seasons. Um, there is a story in place from the start of this show until whenever John Favreau and Dave Filoni decide it's over. And it's also connecting to Ahsoka and Boba Fett and whatever else they decide to make in this in this timeline. And I'm just like at the heart of it while while it's all encompassing of star wars mythology that we love at the heart of it it is a story about uh din Djarin just trying to like find his way through the galaxy and and opening his heart to being a father to grogu and i that that's star wars in every other like successful star wars project right it is this fun mythological adventure but at the heart there is like a truly a truly moving story there. And I just, I just find that the Mandalorian does that better than almost anything else in, in star Wars in terms of like accomplishing that mission. Um, there's so many, I like, I've been, I've been thinking about the first two seasons a lot in anticipation of this. And there's so many episodes and moments, obviously Joseph, we know the Marshall is your gold standard. Uh, we know Trent. I know you love that episode too. I love it as well. I, you mentioned the, the Ahsoka, episode from season two i actually think my favorite you know luke skywalker showing up was incredible i you know what episode i think about the most so much when i think about season two of mando is the penultimate episode i think about the episode with bill burr where Mm. mando takes off his helmet in the empire facility i think about the episode a lot i think that was one of my favorites in the whole mando run um i i just i it because it took it separated Mando from Grogu and it like forced it forced this moment where, you know, Din Djarin's character was propelled forward in a way that, you know, it couldn't happen with Grogu. And so I think that's going to be interesting as we move forward, because, you know, heading it will transition to season three now, because for anyone listening who didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, you might be surprised to learn that Mando and Grogu have been reunited. Um I just quick want to touch base. What do Joseph or Trey, what do y'all think? Like how, how did the show handle knowing that they, they resolved this giant mystery in another show and maybe not everyone saw that. Yeah. I think it's definitely a weird thing to do it in another show. Um, For me, I, I think I talked about this when we did book of Boba Fett. I feel the same way after this premiere episode. I think this, this season's journey for Din Djarin would be way more interesting or not way more, but more interesting if Grogu was not around. I th- I think if, if we're supposed to believe that like he's going to go on this journey or if he's like feeling the conflict between 
reclaiming his position as a Mandalorian or being a father to Grogu, I feel like that conflict makes more sense if Grogu isn't here, right? Like, I think the fact that Grogu's with him now, it's like, oh, you sort of make that choice. Granted, the show addresses this sort of head on with um, Grief Cargo, like saying, it's like, hey, you should just settle down and be the marshal here on Navarro. And like, Mando's like, nah, I got to do what I got to do. So I, so I know the show brings that up directly, but I, but I feel like it would be stronger if Mando had to face this decision of to, to retouch with his Mandalorian roots or not on his own. Um, and so, so I don't love that they get back together in general. Um, considering it did happen in another show, I, I think you could just totally watch it though and be like, Oh, time's passed. And yeah. so it's like, whatever. I feel like a lot of people would brush it off. We did, we did have to tell Emily cause Matt and I have seen Boba Fett, but mm-hmm. Emily hadn't. And we're like, Oh, by the way, like this happened. And she was like, what? So I, I so I wouldn't be surprised if some people are confused Yeah. and really uh, the reaction I've seen from some people, cause I was talking to my physical therapist about it today is it just made them angry that they were being forced to watch Boba Fett for information. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> is all it did. Like, so it's interesting. I do. For sure. I listen. I'd be upset to be forced to watch Book of Boba Fett in hindsight as well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the best episode of the Book of Boba Fett didn't even have Boba Fett in it. So. <laughs> it was the Mandalorian episode. It's, facts. And, it's true. Yeah, I agree with Trent. I think we talked about it in our season two finale review of like, hey, this is cool. We'll get to see what the Mandalorian is up to by himself, and then they had one episode of the Mandalorian of what he was up to by himself. And it was amazing. And then Grogu kind of comes back to him at the end of the season. And I think they could have played basically the entire season, the same and not had him come back and then had the reunion be in like the middle of this season. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been better. Yeah. I mean, it's fine that they're together and, they're cute and all, but it's like they're mixing together a Force storyline and then also like a a Mandalore storyline, which, you know, I think a Mandalore storyline with a baby can be interesting. They'll probably find a way to do it, yeah. but also there's going to be like a lot of war that comes in from a bunch of different Mandalorians being in the same vicinity because they all fight each other <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off but yeah i'm kind of with trend i wish they would have split them up for a little longer i agree i, I, I will say i mean grogu Gro, grogu has been around violence his entire life it seems that's true i mean <laughs> he saw order 66 yeah he saw order I 66 we'll i think we'll see another order 66 flashback this season so oh yeah we know we will it's in the it's in the trailer um oh yeah that's right i forgot about that and uh We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, Grogu, Grogu's been around the block. You know what I mean? He's he's uh, he was he was living with like pirates or bounty hunters of some type on Navarro. It's just like, you know, um, he's been around. Uh, what do we think of the overall structure plot wise of this episode? It was uh, in some ways to me, it felt like a traditional mandalorian episode right it's a it's a very like all right mission a accomplished let's go to the next part of the mission let's go to the next planet right it's a very in some ways it's standard to me in some ways it's not what what did y'all think yeah i mean I, I i agree with you i think the standard stuff was like he was like okay i gotta make sure with the armor that i'm clear on <laughs> hey if i do this this trip to the sauna in mandalore <laughs> Like I'm all I'm all good with you guys again, right? And she's like, "Yep." And he's like, "Cool. All right, killed a crocodile. I'm out." <laughs> um, and then go on Navarro, and he's like, "Hey, there's only one robot that I like. Let's resurrect IG11. <laughs> Does not go as planned, um, and yep. that leads them to bringing back one of my uh, one of the few things I genuinely love about the Rise of Skywalker, which is the little race of mechanic aliens yes. who who fix machinery and droids." Um, do we know if so, Babu Freak was one of them? Babu Freak, uh, I don't know if this ep- if Babu Freak was in this episode. Oh, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it was him or not. Okay. I was looking for him. Trust me. I was yeah. like, where is he? Where yeah. is he? Like, He's my guy. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. The little the little Babu Freak people language is just absolutely hilarious to me <laughs> and then you have like grief Karga just like leaning down translating everything <laughs> through like the little tiny door that's like 
two feet tall and and then like the pullback that mando's like sitting like it looks like he's standing talking to him but he's like sitting oh, yeah, across, he's, like yes. in the thing but it's not even like a comfortable sitting it's no. like he's all hunched over yeah. and, and scrunched in there he just seems completely annoyed and then baby yoda is like i want to hug this thing and i mean we've seen what he does to frogs before so <laughs> what um we'll, we'll scared for babu frick's cousins yeah yeah yeah, Grogu. Uh, Grogu has no chill sometimes. What did? What did? I, I have a question. The opening of this episode, mm-hmm. it starts out, and the armor is presenting a young Mandalorian with their helmet. Did you guys think this was Mando in a flashback? Hundred percent. And I will credit the show for a hundred percent thinking it was a flashback. And I was like, why? Why? Like, this is cool, but why is this here? And yeah. then like. Mando swoops in and like starts shooting the crocodile thing, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty rad, actually." Yeah, like that, well done, well done. I thought it was for a minute. I was like, "That doesn't really look like the little kid Mando." No. And where's all these other Mandalorians that saved him from the Clone Wars? So, but I mean, I thought it was him for a little bit, and then I was like, "Okay, well, these are all really colorful Mandalorians, and his helmet is just like." blank silver and this little kid mandalorian's helmet is like a blue yeah i was thinking too and and i was watching it with a co-worker and when they started doing it, he's like are they making a helmet for baby yoda oh <laughs> when, when uh when the armorer is is making the helmet at the beginning and i was like well shoot i don't know maybe um that would have been sick but yeah they had their little their little cult so yeah i um could you imagine if like it was a flat. They opened the season three. We've been waiting two and a half years, and they opened with a flashback, and then it transitions to Mando coming out of a back to tank. Like I think, I think all Star Wars fans would have lost it in that moment. Um, what what problems did you have with this with this episode? If if any problems at all, I I think for me it's just like it didn't tell me anything that I didn't sort of already know, right? Like except for except for maybe like the fact that Bo Katan has seemingly given up her quest. To reclaim Mandalore, I thought that was the only like new piece of information. Like we we knew from the the Boba Fett Mandalorian episode that he had to go to the to the waters of Mandalore, mm-hmm. and that like he was going to have to find a way to make that journey. And so, and we and we knew from season two of the Mandalorian that like um, Carl Weathers had built this town and that it was becoming more respected. Like I I just didn't think that, except with the Bo Katan thing, um, there was anything new. Well, actually, there's one other thing I'll add. I do appreciate that even though. I thought Grogu and Mando were reunited too soon. Um, I do actually like that since like Grogu's like, nah, I'm with you, Mando, from now on. I do like that Mando, instead of just viewing him as like a chore, is teaching him stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like I love that he's just like, all right, like this is the old Mandalorian castle and you gotta be careful about pirates. Like he's imparting wisdom about the Mandalorian way of life to Grogu. I do think that's pretty cool for this season. Yeah, I mean I think one of the the problems with it is a problem that the show has as a whole is like each episode is a quest. Yeah. But he started like ten quests. Yes. In, yes. in this episode, he's like, "Okay, I need to go get the thing for for IG Eleven. Oh, I need to go take a bath. <laughs> and oh man, what else? Oh, uh, Grief Cargo wants me to be a marshal, and I got to do this." And, oh, I got. I'm gonna have to fight some pirates this season, and so it's it's kind of funny. I was talking to my parents about it, and they hadn't seen the episode yet. And I was like, "All right, mom, you're really gonna love the episode because she loves Baby Yoda and all the cute stuff he was doing, like yeah. force spinning himself around oh, in the chair. Yes. Like, literally every kid would do if they could use the force. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, he does really cute stuff. And then my dad was around. And I said. Yeah, you're going to think it's about the same as every other episode of The Mandalorian. He said, oh, is he just upping his uh, XP points again? And I said, <laughs> yep, he's going on a bunch of different quests. So I think that's something that they just keep getting into. So I wasn't even sure which quest was like his primary quest. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it seemed like he wanted to go to Mandalore and um, take his bath. And then he doesn't go to Mandalore. He just randomly goes to Navarro. Yep. And so, you know, I think that was one of the weaknesses of the episode is it's just the exact same formula. And I was looking for this season to be more of like a long form storytelling thing, which 
doesn't look like as much it's going to be. So, but, I mean, it was fine. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually still kind of holding out hope that it is going to be a more long, long form storytelling uh, adventure. But at the same time, I also don't mind the formula. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I think there, it feels like a video game a lot of times for me. Like, like you were just kind of speaking to Joseph and I, to me, I feel like that has worked for this show so far. And they've been able to do that while simultaneously telling a grander story. I think if they could do that, I, I'll be content. I do, though, I I did have some problems with how these little quests came about. Like like you were mentioning, Joseph, like, why does, why does Mando need a droid to go roam Mandalore? And then why does, how come after he can't resurrect IG-11, why does he decide to go anyway just without a droid? It's just, it, and then also, can you guys answer me this question? Why did he go see Bo Katan first? I don't really know. Like, I, I don't know if he thought that, like, maybe they would, like, provide him, like, an entourage to, to Mandalore and they would help him search for the mines, I guess, is an argument. Like, yeah, I don't really know. It's weird. That's kind of what I saw it as of him being like, hey, let's go to Mandalore. And she's like, you're an idiot. I've, I've been to Mandalore and it's dead. And she's like, oh, yeah. And all of my friends left me, which seems kind of strange. She's like, I showed up without the Darksaber and now everyone hates me. Yeah. But then she doesn't like challenge him for the Darksaber. I mean, we saw Paz Vizsla in, um, in Book of Boba Fett be like, Hey, I want to try. I want to try out for this dark saber. Let's go right now. And yeah. Bo-Katan is just like moping in her chair. Yeah, I was gonna ask yeah. you guys: do we do we think Bo-Katan's really like folding it in, or do you, or do we think she's gonna come back and be like the the pseudo antagonist of the season? I don't. I don't even know if it's gonna be pseudo. I don't trust her, man. Like I, I, I mean, like look, I'll. I do. Th- the thing is, I I could see. I I could see the story that she's telling to be true. Like the Mandalorians do respect the dark saber more than anything else. And I feel like this show, this season is deciding to focus on man. Mandalore customs are a little backwards and like the culture, the Mandalorian culture might have to change, but has Bo-Katan been trustworthy before? Not that much, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I I don't I don't trust her. What what do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely. I there's no way they would go through the effort of introducing her last season and building her up during that time just to like be like, oh, I, I'm sad. Like we can't do a Padme again. I'm just like I'm gone because yeah. I'm sad. Like no, that's not how. <laughs> no, and I honestly, Katie Sackhoff, I felt like she was. She was throwing 100 miles an hour this episode. I feel like yes. she came out the gates ready to go. And I was, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for for that performance all season long. It seems I, her character is going to be more important than that, in my opinion. Um, So, that yeah, for me, it was just like, okay, we took this. We took this side quest to this Mandalorian system planet that Bo-Katan is just chilling on for what reason exactly? Like, I, I, I it just felt like a. Felt like a, a a cheap way to get that dialogue. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like the show has been better than that in the past. And maybe I'm still sensitive from the <laughs> from the quantum media of it all. And let's just go. And there's two. There's no time to explain. Uh, but it felt a little like that to me for some reason. So, um, what were some things that really really wowed you, or or just you know, put a smile on your face this episode? Well, you know, there there's a moment where Grogu and Mando are in hyperspace. Yes, there and, is. And, we, and something catches Grogu's eye and we and we never see it full in detail, but we see the shape of our lovely friends the Pergil. Yes. And I was like, "Oh, snap." Like, you know, we we'd heard the stuff that like Ahsoka the show was probably going to be about looking for Ezra and like that Ezra has been like supposedly cast for Ahsoka, but like this is like the first ironclad, like in my opinion, of like, okay, this is a hundred percent like the Ezra mystery will be discussed in, in either Ahsoka or um or both Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. So so that was super exciting as a as a big fan of Rebels. Yeah, I mean, 
Look at you guys using your scientific ways of describing what I call the space whales. <laughs> I mean, we, were, we were watching it and he looked out the thing and I was like, oh, look, it looks like a space whale. Then it zoomed out and I was like, oh, dang, it's actually a space whale. <laughs> and it's a bunch of them. So I'm glad to see the space whales again. Yeah, it was interesting seeing the space whales. And now I'm kind of like, can I see them like not behind the hyperspace wall and like actually see what they look like? Yeah. Um, but I mean, the moment for me that was like, all right, it's on is when the, the pirate ships, um, the pirate ships come in when Mandalorian is leaving uh, Navarro and they're like, what's up, boy? We're taking you to our boss. And the Mandalorian's like, hang on, chief, we're going for a ride. <laughs> yes. And then he's just like murking all of them. And, and he gets behind asteroids and they're like, where's he at? And you just see ships exploding behind asteroids. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, it was really Mandalorian good. ship is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, to me, the vibes of this of this episode were off the charts. Like, I, I wasn't even, like, at the end of the day, I'm not that mad at some of the storytelling problems because of how good those small moments in between were. Like, that moment, I'm just gonna speak to both of the ones you mentioned. I, the moment in hyperspace to me was, like, it, I was legit smiling at the screen like a little kid because I was just so happy to see the space whales back. But also, it's the it's the way there's like no dialogue for about two minutes and it's just the camera on Grogu and you just watch his little face light up at watching these creatures. And then he like climbs into his dad's lap in, in, the, in the cockpit and you're just like, this show's amazing. Like I, there's no words being said. And it's like, I know everything I need to about Grogu and Din. you know, like if you had, if you hadn't seen book of Boba Fett, you got everything you needed in that moment right there is to know mm -hmm. that like Grogu loves his father figure in this world, Din Djarin. And, and, and then, you know, you get the moments of, of Din teaching Grogu things throughout the galaxy. Like you were talking about earlier, Trent. And to me, I'm just like, Again, that's what the show's about. They they just nailed the they they hammered the nail in so well on those moments and yeah. Also, I gotta say, um, Swamp Thing or whoever it was in the pirate ship. Oh my gosh, yeah, that so was cool. pretty cool. Looks so cool. I, I, that like for such a fleeting moment, and I'm sure they'll come back later in the season. But for such a fleeting moment in the episode, I was just like, oh my gosh, like the set design. And costume design and everything here is incredible. Like they they went all out for such a small moment. That that was all really really cool to me. Yeah. Um. What? What are you What are you guys looking for moving forward? Ne ne uh, next episode and on. I I mean I think if we're gonna fully lean into the Mandalore stuff and and with the the Pergale showing up, I'm I'm doubling down on my prediction when we did the trailer analysis. I'm like Sabine is showing up. Ooh. Soon, I like I I I think by mid season I'll put I'll put the bed down now. We by mid season we will meet Sabine, um. So so I think that's coming, and I th I think that's what they're going to be building towards. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think we'll see Sabine this season. Um, I think at some point we may see the Mandalorian like embrace apostasy. Mm. and uh and be like you know what all of mandalore is gonna follow me now with this sword but i think he's gonna be like the reluctant leader because he's gonna see bo katan and i think she's gonna be like a crazy antagonist like like power hungry and he's gonna be like all right we gotta do things a little differently so that's I'm interesting I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. I think we're going to get some dark saber action. Yes. And I think we're going to see a prison break of Moff Gideon. Ooh. Oh, good call, Joseph. Interesting. I I do. I like the prison. Who's going to break him out? Um, I'm trying to think. Who who grand, logically makes sense? A, a, a blue grand admiral, maybe. Oh, <laughs> man, that would be wild. Okay, I have a 
so we're I feel like we're embracing our theory corner right now. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna dive in. Can because I have not finished Rebels, I've only seen how it ends on YouTube. Can y'all help me remember? The, and this is spoiler warning, giant spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Rebels and you want to stay spoiler free, um, does Rebels end with Ezra and Thrawn on a pergol? Yeah, they, they uh, eat off into into hyperspace. But basically. like, are they like physically on a pergol, or are they just well, no, in, like no the 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 pergol like attached to a star destroyer that they're uh, on? I see. And and Ezra has a like a unique force connection to like animals. Yes, yes. And so he's like hyperspace time space whales, and then they just <laughs> like bust out of there. Um, okay. Okay. So. I I just asked because like I had this thought of like, what if the Purgle we see in this episode, what if they were like, you know, part of the crew that that broke Thrawn and Ezra free into hyperspace? And what if they what if they were like on the other side of Mando and Grogu's little mm. little hyperspace window? I don't know. It just it just thought creeped in my mind. Like, what if we get to Ahsoka and there's a scene? Uh, of Ezra like looking out of a Star Destroyer and he sees a little Naboo Starfighter going through the hyperspace. I don't mm. know. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to me. That's a I smaller mean, it, one. It, it could be. Could be. It's a smaller one, but I just I'm I'm curious. Okay, another question I have. Who is Mando gonna run into on Mandalore next week? Because I assume he's gonna be on Mandalore next week. Do we have any like guess? Because I I just there's no way he shows up on mandalore and is able to go straight to the mines easy day like there like there's got to be something in his way uh just for the plot i would imagine and, uh, and we saw that earlier in the episode like somehow he obtained a mandalorian crystal from the surface so someone else has been around mandalore too oh that's interesting what what about um gosh what's what's his name the the pirate in in hondo uh, yeah, bring oh, back hondo I would I would lose my mind. Oh, that would be I awesome. Would. That would Bring be back so Hondo. awesome. I'm saying it. Put it put it down. Let's go. Hondo. I mean, we're already okay. doing pirates this season. Right. Why not bring back like the pirate king of Star Wars? I thought Hondo's, I... Hondo's still alive at this point. Hondo is confirmed to live up at least up through the rise of Skywalker. Oh my perfect. gosh. Perfect. That's this works, perfect. This works perfectly, actually. I'm 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 confident with this even. I'll say. Oh, oh, okay. All right, Trent. I I uh Go ahead. Or at least, on, at least on Mandalore, I think he might find just like a group of survivors that have just been sitting there. I don't mm. know if it'll be anybody named, but it could just be another like, yeah, another tribe of Mandalorians, I guess. Yeah, and that's an interesting point too because I, I, I have more questions about like, there's the children of the Watch, um, and they've got some Vizslas attached, and then there is. Bo-Katan's uh, night owls, but it seems like some. Of, it seems like they left her. So I'm just. I'm like, how many factions of Mandalorians are left at this point? Like, do you think there's others out there? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's and there's that voiceover narration in like one of the trailers where like Mando is saying, seemingly to like it could be conceived a group of Mandalorians where he's like, we come from different creeds or like yeah. we're spread out throughout the galaxy or something like that to that effect. Yeah. So I maybe, a, maybe we see Fen Rao mm, from Rebels. That'd be pretty good. Oh, because he's part of like the protectors of Concord Dawn, which is like a moon of Mandalore kind of. Oh, like that would planet, be interesting. A planet in the in the system, and he was pretty good, and he was cool with Kanan. So. Yeah, that's true. I'd be down for that. I'd be I would be totally down for that. I think that's just what my biggest desire is. I just want to see a Mandalorian Civil War. Is I I feel like that's what I would be I would be a little disappointed if they didn't end up building to that in this season. Um I think I think Boba Fett will be back for that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I know we talked about when the trailer came out like cameos that we're that we're hoping to get. Um I, I would be surprised if, if Boba didn't show up in this season as well. Um, I don't know if we'll get cameos next week, but I, I, I just feel like there's going to be some kind of resistance on on Mandalore. What do you guys uh, what do you guys think the 
the character arc for Grogu is this season? Like what I, I feel like we've gotten not a ton because obviously he's a child. We we've seen that there is a there's a Order 66 flashback in store, but I feel like ever since he went off to Luke to train under Luke for a little while, like he's becoming he's reattaching to the force. So I feel like there's got to be a little bit of an arc there. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a thing earlier that was like the re- a theory that the reason Grogu doesn't speak is he's so traumatized from Order 66 that he doesn't speak. So <sighs> I wonder if like this season will be about him finally facing that trauma and like being like, okay, cool, I faced that. I'm kind of done with the whole Jedi thing. I'm I'm fully embracing being like a Mandalorian in training. Mm. And then like, what if he ends the season by speaking, guys? Like, oh. we get our. We get our Grogu. first little Baby Yoda dialogue, yeah. <gasps> My heart that, might explode. That's actually what I was just thinking. I think he's going to – I think he is going to say his first words this season. He's growing up so fast. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I don't think I could be – I don't think I could handle that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, and I mean, it'll be interesting too. Does he talk like Yoda or does he talk like Yeah? Yes, I was about to ask that, yeah. I feel like we should take we should take bets on who he talks like. I'm I'm, I'm gonna good. say I'm gonna say Yaddle. I, I yeah. agree. I'm gonna say Yaddle. Yaddle. I'm saying Yaddle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so I th- I think something like what Trent said. He's gonna do like a be like a therapy season <laughs> for him where he he works through his his problems with Order sixty six. Maybe we have. Um, Another thing with like Luke or Ahsoka shows up for an episode and kind of finishes off his his healing process or something like that. I mean, if you look at if you look at Baby Yoda, he hasn't really had that much of an arc throughout the whole show anyway. No, I mean, there's only so much an actual, you know, baby can do in any TV show. So I think we'll start seeing him move more towards the, you know, to make a comparison, maybe to like a, like a first grader almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that I, I could see that. I, I could totally see that for Grogu this season. Um, Okay. This is the random question. Do, do we see it not, not including the dark saber? Do we see a lightsaber this season? I think if maybe they're brave enough to tease Ezra oh. for the the so or bold enough, I should say, not brave, bold enough. I I think that that's the only way we see a lightsaber besides the dark saber. Interesting. Does a potential season finale post credit scene count? No, I was, I I was not. It, it will say excluding post credit scene. Well, yeah, I, but I, I want to hear your idea for a post credit scene. I, I think it'll be something with Ezra. Um, oh my god! Kind of like, like, kind of like what Trent's saying. Uh, I'm gonna say, other than the dark saber, we do not see a lightsaber this season. That's interesting. See, that's what I want, but I don't. I, I'm, I'm going in the other direction. I'm saying yes, we will see a lightsaber. I just don't think they can withhold that. I, they haven't. Dave Filoni and John Favreau are like two little kids, in hanging out with the star wars toys and i just think like if they get a chance they're gonna bring a lightsaber in that's just i i would rather them not but i i think that's probably where it's gonna head so guys do you have any final questions or thoughts about this premiere and in the the where we are heading in season three no, I mean, I know I know I was a little harsh on this episode and the and the Mando Grogu reunion, but at the end of the day, I do I do love these characters. I I love the show and I trust uh John Favreau and Dave Filoni to take us on a fun ride. So so I'm excited to check this out every week and I'm definitely anxiously waiting for Wednesday nights yes. from for, for the next like 8 weeks now. So yeah, my only thing would be look on, be on the lookout for episode six to be the best episode of the season. Mm. Uh, that's the episode that Bryce Dallas Howard oh, is yeah. directing, yeah. and her episodes have been awesome. You're right. So, yes, you're they right. have. So, uh, and she was Yaddle. So, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for episode six to be really good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be to be back in it um and i think we've got some good star wars coming later this year with 
probably Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. Um, yeah. So before the writer's strike in May that causes everything to be delayed. (laughs) But they've said season four is done with writing, so they should be able to just go on and start filming that. And uh, the Acolyte is filming right now, I think. I'm so excited for that show. I know mm-hmm. that's I know that's 2024, but my goodness, I I'm I have a lot of stock. I have a lot of stock in the a- acolyte, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm I am uh, very optimistic about season three. I feel like we're all kind of lukewarm on this premiere, but that the story here is that Mando is back, and I think we all trust John Favreau and company to deliver. I I just can't. Uh, something we didn't talk about the music. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not Ludwig Gorenson composing anymore, but it's still his theme that he mm-hmm. created. And let me tell you, it is just beautiful. And everyone, I believe the composer this year is Joseph Shirley. Uh, he's doing a great job so far. Mm-hmm. The music is the music is phenomenal so far early in the season. It just every every time every variation they can do on the Mando theme is is phenomenal. And he did the he did the Boba Fett music, which. You can't really say the Boba Fett music was bad, whatever you think about the show. Yeah, so. yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, like, to me, it's just like, I, I would rather, if, if there was a filler episode and this was the filler episode, I'd rather it be now than later in the season. And and I and I think I think they just set the table for hopefully a really fun season. So I can't wait for, for Wednesdays either. Um, we're going we're gonna to be right here covering maybe not every week, but a lot of weeks. We are going mm-hmm. to be covering this show. So so stay tuned. Stay plugged into The Mandalorian because we definitely will be plugged in. Um, next week, you won't hear my voice. I'm going to be out of town. Uh, but I think we've got some A Last of Us pod coming. Uh, so, so be on the lookout for that. Catch up on the other Pedro Pascal show uh, as it seems to be Pedro Pascal's world uh, these days. So... Um, Guys, I think that's going to do it for for today's episode. It was a blast. It's a yeah, great time. I was happy to be talking about stuff, and I'm happy it's a show that we're all so geeked out about. Yes, so. yes, yep, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. And like I said, we will be back soon. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can leave a rate and review. You can follow us on social media at the Stinger Pod, and we will be back next week.